0: All right, welcome back to Healing in You Radio. I'm Dr. Shintani, and uh, I'm taking your calls at 524-1080. 524-1080 is the number to call. And while we're waiting for phone calls, I'm going to talk a little bit about caffeine. Uh, A lot of folks are kind of addicted to coffee or even tea, and I think this is an important subject because... More than 80% of all American adults consume caffeine regularly. And, of course, that's not a surprise. But caffeine is something that is part of American life. And so let's talk about caffeine and whether it's good for you or not good for you. Let's talk about what caffeine is and what it does. Actually, caffeine is what they call a cyclic AMP inhibitor, and I know that doesn't mean much to, to people, but cyclic AMP is actually a substance that actually starts to shut cells down, especially at sleep time. So when you have more cyclic AMP in your bloodstream, it actually starts to shut cells down and actually gets you sleepy. Well, caffeine is a cyclic AMP inhibitor. In other words, it inhibits the off switch on your cells, and so it helps to keep you more awake. And so clearly, uh, caffeine, I think everyone knows that it'll actually uh, keep you alert and actually make it harder for you to fall asleep. So what you don't want to do is drink caffeine close to bedtime because it will disrupt your sleep, at least for most people. And indeed, uh, there is a stimulatory effect of caffeine. Now, the caution is that uh, caffeine actually acts like a drug. And when I say a drug, it acts like an addictive drug because there are known withdrawal symptoms, which is part of the definition of addiction. Uh, Number one, you, you have it. Number two, you start craving it when you don't have it. And number three, you have withdrawal symptoms. Uh, from it it's it's actually to some extent like nicotine people have a nicotine withdrawal as well but there are subtle effects of caffeine withdrawal and some of them not so subtle and the most common withdrawal effect from caffeine is headaches and and caffeine withdrawal is probably the most common cause of headaches in America a lot of folks are not aware of this and so, Uh, They drink coffee, they start getting headaches, they think, I don't know what's wrong. They start taking aspirin or Tylenol, and that's not enough, and meanwhile they're still drinking coffee, and then they start using heavier and heavier drugs. You've got to realize that one of the things that you need to do if you're chronically getting headaches is try to make sure it's not a caffeine withdrawal headache, and you can do that by holding off on the caffeine, Uh, actually switching to tea might... Tea is uh, much milder in terms of its caffeine content, so uh, you do have to be aware of that. Now, caffeine causes headaches because caffeine constricts blood vessels, and it sounds paradoxical because you think, well, if it constricts blood vessels, uh, you would get sleepier, but it's the other effect that keeps you uh, awake and not the, the circulatory effect. Now, just so that you know how important it is in terms of headaches. Uh, Anacin has caffeine in it to help deal with caffeine withdrawal, which is the most common cause of headaches. And, of course, part of the antidote to caffeine withdrawal headaches is to take caffeine again. All right. We have a caller on the line. And for the listeners, if you want to call in with questions, 524-1080 is the number to call, 524-1080. Aloha. Welcome to Healing. And you, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Uh, you're going to have to turn your radio down because it's feeding back.
1: Oh, okay. Oh.
0: Hello, are you there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Your question?
1: Dr. Shintani, I have some instructions on taking uh, calcium supplements.
0: Calcium okay. supplements? Yes. Okay.
1: For 851, 1200 milligrams per day.
0: Uh huh. But, but it
1: do not take more than 600 grams per dose. Since the uh, body, since the stomach cannot absorb more than six hundred grams, at what?
0: Um,
1: so, I'm what? sorry.
0: Actually, you're cutting in and out, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of missing oh, okay. a few words.
1: Um, do not take more than six hundred milligrams per dose, since the stomach cannot absorb more
0: than well. Um, I, you know. Uh, you know, for years they've recommended, uh, for some people even up to a gram uh, uh, yeah, per dose. I mean, there are pills that have a thousand milligrams, but I think it's, I think it's wise to uh, uh, keep it down. Uh, I think the, the the requirement for caffeine, I mean, for uh, calcium, mm-hmm. now is actually reducing. They used to say. 1,500 for elderly folks. But now they're saying that there are potential problems if you take too much uh, calcium. And so what I, uh, uh, are you, are they recommending that to you for osteoporosis or osteopenia?
1: Or I guess for overall health, uh, 1,200 milligrams per day. But is
0: it for, is it for your bone health? Yes. Um, So if you're, if you're concerned about bone health, you have to look at it not just as calcium. You've got to look at it more holistically. Calcium is one factor. Magnesium is another factor. Vitamin D is a big factor. Exercise is an even bigger factor. You, uh, you heard Dr. Heydrich, right, earlier in the show? Yeah. Uh, her bone density kept going up. As long as they were measuring it, it kept going up, and, you know, she's 80 now. <laughs> she doesn't have any problem with her bone health. And, and by the way, she doesn't take calcium supplements either. So the idea is that you've got to you've got to look at other factors as well, uh, including low protein diet, uh, low animal product intake, uh, less. Actually, sodium is also a problem. If you do overdo sodium, that can cause a leaching of calcium. Sodas, if you drink sodas, that can be a problem because the phosphoric acid will start leaching. When your blood becomes acidic, your body. Uses calcium to neutralize the acid just like uh, when you take Tums to neutralize your stomach acid. In your blood, your body will use calcium to neutralize the acids that come from protein and other what they call in, uh, inorganic acids, which include sulfuric acid, hydrochloric acid, and phosphoric acid. And the phosphoric acid will come from soda. The sulfuric acid will come from proteins, especially animal proteins. So you want to keep those down. And then the flip side of it is you want to make sure you have enough vitamin D and, uh, and, and of course, enough exercise. And, of course, sunlight helps because it helps you to produce vitamin D.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: All right? All right. Thank you. Thank you for that call. If you want to call in with questions, 524-1080 is the number to call, 524 524- 1080 is the number to call. Now, uh, recently, uh, we're talking about calcium. And if you want to call in, again, while we're waiting for calls, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about calcium. I mean, about caffeine. I'm getting the two mixed up. Recently, there are studies associating coffee with lower risk of Parkinson's disease and lower risk of dementia. Now, they're not sure whether it's caffeine or other antioxidants that are found in coffee because after all coffee comes from beans and beans are you know they're plant-based foods that some of them have very beneficial uh, effects and so they actually found that folks who consumed more coffee had a slightly lower risk of parkinson's disease it's an interesting finding also Uh, women in the Nurses' Health Study who drank two to three cups of coffee per day had a 20% lower risk of gallstones. And then, of course, now we have some evidence that it's connected with lower risk of Alzheimer's. All right, I want to thank you all for listening. I wish you the best of health. A happy holiday tomorrow. For more information,
1: get a copy of Dr. Shantani's new book, The Peace Diet, that's P-E-A-C-E-D-I-E-T, available at Amazon.com.